Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Libraries Podcast, Checkout MPL. Um, this is Ashley. I have a special guest with me today. We have Hannah from the Humane Society of Southern Wisconsin, and she's going to answer some questions about the Humane Society, what she does there, some future plans for the society as well. So Hannah, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi, my name is Hannah Hathaway. Um, I work at the Humane Society of Southern Wisconsin as the marketing coordinator. Um, but when I first started, it was about um, this September, it will be five years since I've been here. Um, and I did start as a different role. I started as an adoption counselor. So I helped match potential adopters with the right fit pet. Um, and then I kind of worked my way up. And now I do the social media. I do programs such as this, interviews such as this. Um, I present at places, do some outreach events. So I have a pretty, pretty all-encompassing job here. <laughs> That's awesome. So your previous job, you were able to like match up adoptable animals with their, with their humans. Mm -hmm. That sounds awesome. Like how did you, like, what did you look for? Or how was that done? Yeah. So um, the Humane Society of Southern Wisconsin, we have a more laid back adoption process than some other shelters. Um, so we don't approve or deny potential adopters based on just like a paper application um, or anything like that. We focus more on actual um, conversation based counseling um, and the actual meet and greet with the animal. Um, so as an adoption counselor, I would um, have the adopters come in and tell me kind of um, a little bit about where, the, where they lived. Um, what their family lifestyle was like, if they were active or if they were more um, low key, um, if they had small kids in the home, other pets, um, frequent visitors, if they were gone for eight to 10 hours of a day or home all day. And then we kind of put all of that information together to select a pet that fit all those criteria. And then we would have them, um, the potential adopter meet with that pet and see if they hit it off. Um, so that's kind of like how we approved people just to make sure that the pet was going to the best fit home, um, more so than doing like background checks and landlord checks and stuff like that. That's awesome. It's kind of like match.com a little bit, but yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't know that aspect. Um, why did you choose to work at, um, Humane Society of Southern Wisconsin? Um, so as long as I can remember, I've been, um, an animal lover, um, when I was very young, I thought I would be a veterinarian. Um, and then as I went through school, I realized that I much preferred creative subjects versus science. Uh, <laughs> so I um, started volunteering at the Humane Society. I think I was in, in fourth grade, actually, when I started volunteering at the Humane Society. Um, actually adopted my one of my first childhood pets from here, um, a black cat named Barry. Um, he passed away a couple years ago, but um, adopted him from here. Um, and then ever since then, I, when I graduated college, um, I have a bachelor's degree in public relations and I dabble a little bit in graphic design. Um, and I was having some trouble finding a job in that field. Um, so I applied here as kind of a placeholder job and I never left. Um, <laughs> but now I'm using my degree in my current position and I get to also help animals. So it's, it's, it's my dream job. That's awesome how everything just like fell into place for you. Yep. <laughs> you put your two loves together and oh, that's awesome. Um, what is your favorite part about working there? Sounds like everything. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, my favorite part is definitely either reuniting lost pets with their families, because that's always our first goal. If our if stray animals come in, we want to find their families. Um, but if no family comes or a pet is surrendered to us, any pet that needs a forever family, it's also very, um, it's very wonderful to be able to find them that family and give them that match and watching the animals walk out the front door of the shelter is it's so satisfying because yes. um, we you know we take really good care of them here but it's not a home so it's yeah. really nice to see them get out and get to their forever families um with like re reuniting the pets with their humans have you like has there been a pet that's been there for a very long time or has been away from the humans for a very long time that you were able to reunite them like how was that like interaction. I love, I love all those videos of like pets reuniting with their humans. Have, has it been like a long-term missing pet that you were able to reunite with a human? Yeah. Um, so there's been a couple, um, very long-term ones that I can remember. Um, there was a dog when I first started here, his name was, um, Gunner. And I think he was some sort of lab mix. He looked like a yellow lab, but he had a wider face. Very cute. Um, he came in, he was with us for a while. Um, he didn't have a registered microchip or anything, but um, he actually got adopted and returned a couple times. Um, but through all of our posting on social media, um, it came across um, his original, original family's um, feed. And they saw him and they were like, we have been looking for him for years and years and years. And so they came and they reclaimed him. Um, and, and he jumped right into the guy's arms. We have pictures of it on our Facebook page. It's, it was really, um, really great to see that. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk about more about like the structure at the Humane Society? Like what roles do employees have? Obviously you like them, you do the marketing, but like who else is involved in the operation of Humane Society? Yeah. So I would probably break it down that we have four, um, main departments. Um, so we have like administration. So that's, um, probably our marketing team, which is me, um, and then our, um, my colleague, Katie, who is our um, development director and our executive director and our office manager, stuff like that, that keeps like the general operations of the shelter going. Um, and then I would say we have three other main departments. So we have our animal care team who is, um, in charge of, you know, really making sure that our animals stay here is, uh, quality. Um, so they're in charge of enrichment, like dog play groups cat socialization um, on top of day-to-day -day things such as, you know, feeding the animals um, and cleaning their kennels and stuff like that. Um, and then we also have our customer service department, which includes our adoption counselors. Um, they are the front lines of the shelter. So they answer all the phone calls. Um, they respond to all our emails. They work with any member of the public that comes in. And then they also do that adoption counseling role. Um, and then we also have, of course, our medical team. So our, we have um, some on-staff veterinarians, we have some vet techs, um, and then some veterinary assistants that um, do daily medication, vaccines, dewormer, all that good stuff. And our, of course, our spay and neuter surgeries. Right. So are those like all paid employees or do you rely a lot on volunteers? So both. Okay. <laughs> I, we do definitely rely on volunteers. Um, but all those main departments that I just stated, those are all part-time and full-time paid employees. Um, and then of course we have lots of volunteer opportunities as well. 
Yeah, do you want to like talk about those? You have opportunities, obviously for adults, but do you also have some for youth or teens? Yes, we do. Um, so I want to um, start this off just by saying that our currently our new trainings for our volunteers have been paused um, due to the pandemic. So we are planning on starting those up again um, as online um, orientations. So hopefully we get those up again soon. Um, but in a in a completely normal world, um, we have lots of volunteer opportunities, um, and it's really easy to sign up. There's an application on our website, and then you would attend some sort of general orientation before you could start. And then you would also attend a training for whatever specific type of volunteering you wanted to do. Um, so we have feline friends um, volunteering, which you come in and you can hang out with cats in our lobby, socialize them, play with them, brush them, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> we have um, canine companions, which that's the dog volunteering. Um, so coming in, walking dogs, playing with them out in the play yard, again, brushing, grooming, stuff like that. Um, and then we also have, um, you know, people that help our customer service staff out with filing or printing stuff, making copies, you know, administrative things like that. Um, and then we also have event volunteers. Um, so when we do have our outreach events, we usually um, want to have volunteers cover those. So they'll take out adoptable pets to you know, any event and they'll show off the adoptable pet and talk about the Humane Society and answer questions for us. Um, so that's all different aspects of our volunteering program. Um, you do have to be 16 years old to volunteer by yourself. Um, but if you can come with a guardian who's 18 years or older, then you can be as young as eight years old to come in and volunteer. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so all the information will be on your website. And yep. you're hoping that we'll, they'll kind of get back going pretty soon. Once yes, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, here too. <laughs> um, what are all the services that the Humane Society provides for animals? So we have kind of two uh, different groups of animals that we deal with, actually three different groups of animals that we deal with. Um, so our pets, um, when I say our pets, I mean any pet that has come to us as a stray or an owner surrender or a transport from another shelter that is going to stay in our care. Mm -hmm. um, so our pets all receive um, general vetting such as dewormer and vaccinations, heartworm tests for dogs, microchip, spay and neuter surgery, all of that general stuff that's included in the adoption fee. But then we also do, um, we help with rescue partners in the area. So we'll do low cost spay and neuter surgeries and vaccines for other rescues and organizations in the area. And then we'll also, when staffing and resources are plentiful enough for us to do this, um, we also have services open to the public, such as low-cost spay and neuter and low-cost vaccine clinics and um, walk-in and appointment microchipping. So we do a lot here, <laughs> and awesome. it's all done. It's all done in a in a our small cramped med room, or we have a surgery truck behind our building that we do everything in. Okay, and we'll talk about your guys are hoping to expand. A little oh bit yes, yep. <laughs> to help with that. Um, so obviously there are cats and dogs, but what other kind of animals have come through the Humane Society or obviously welcome at the Humane Society? Yeah, so I love this question um, because one of the animals that I have adopted from here, which I've adopted a lot of animals from here, uh, but one of them um, is my Russian tortoise, Gigi. 
Um, so she was found as a stray, just a stray little tortoise waddling around. Um, and she was, you know, her, her beak was very overgrown and she was very dehydrated. So she had been out for a while. Um, and I actually took her into foster with my roommate at the time. And then I ended up adopting her. So we get reptiles. (laughs) Yeah. Foster. (laughs) So we do get, um, we do get reptiles in like that. We've also had, um, bearded dragons. Um, we had an iguana once that was also adopted by a staff member. We've had, um, aquatic turtles. Um, but then we also go to the other side of the spectrum. We've had birds here. Um, we've had guinea pigs. We have a lot of rabbits and ferrets. Um, so we get a lot of, a lot of non-cat and dog pets here. Awesome. I see that, um, you have four guinea pigs on your website right now. Don't yes. You? <laughs> yes, we do. Um, two of them are in foster care with one of our staff members, Josh. He takes a lot of our guinea pigs and gets them really cute pictures and then gets them adopted um, from his house. And then we have two more guinea pigs that are staying here at the shelter. Um, We like to adopt guinea pigs out in pairs because they do get lonely. So they prefer to have um, a guinea pig partner in time with them. Awesome, awesome. So what's the process of getting an animal up for adoption the moment it comes to Humane Society? Yeah, so that depends on how we're getting the animal. So our most, I would say our most common way of getting animals is as strays. So either um, anybody from the community who sees a stray animal or the police department will bring us stray, usually cats and dogs, but sometimes any of those other animals I mentioned. Um, And they have to stay on what's called a five-day stray hold. Um, So legally, we have to hold them here for five days without doing any altering of any sort. So we can't... um, we can't do any, you know, spay or neuter surgeries, and sometimes we can't even groom them unless it's unless they're uncomfortable by needing to be groomed. Then we're not even supposed to groom them, anything like that, for that five days. Um, and then that's the time that we are cross-referencing our loss reports, posting them online, really trying to find their families because our first goal is reuniting lost pets mm-hmm. with their owners. Um, however, if an animal comes to us as an owner surrender or a transfer from another shelter, they obviously don't have that five-day stray hold. So that's when we kind of do what we call fast-tracking animals. So we get all their necessary um, vaccines done, make sure they're spayed or neutered, um, do some medical checks and some behavioral analysis to make sure that they are um, feeling great and ready to be put into a home. And then we place them up for adoption as quickly as we can. Um, We're a very fast-paced shelter here. Um, so our length of stay is significantly shorter than some shelters. Um, dogs are usually only here for around like five to eight days. So anywhere from like a week and then cats sometimes stay a little longer. So like two weeks, um, but we're very fast paced. So, um, we always tell people to always keep an eye on our website. It's always up to date, but what you see one day could be completely different the next day. Yeah, we, so our staff here like to look at the available cats, especially, mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like every day there's a new cat on there and that's yep. awesome. <laughs> They're finding their forever homes. That's awesome. Um, what's one animal and their story that has really stood out to you? Yeah, so I was reading these questions and um, at first I was like, oh, there's so many animals. I'm never going to be able to pick one, but there's always that one animal. And um, so when I first started here, there was, that might've been actually like closer to my second year here and it all morphs together. Um, but there was a dog here named Mia. 
Um, and she was, she was one of our longer staying residents. So like I just said, dogs usually only stay here for around a week. Um, she was here for probably, um, probably two and a half months. So she was here for a very long time compared to our other dogs. Um, and she was very sweet. She actually seemed to thrive here at the shelter, which is something some animals don't do. Um, so she was very social with all the staff. Um, she was, you know, a healthy weight. Some animals lose weight or don't gain any weight. She was a healthy weight, bordering on needing a diet. She was so happy here. Um, and she was very sweet. We did a bunch of different things to market her. Um, we made her a little doggy resume that said everything she could do. Um, we kept her up front behind our customer service desk and referred to her as our POFIS assistant. Um, we did a lot to try and get her out the door. But, you know, ultimately, it's just waiting for that right person. Right. Um, so eventually, a single guy came in and ended up adopting Mia. Um, and I'm still in touch with him. Um, and she's still doing great. Um, he now has, he's gotten married since and has a kid in the home. And she is just thriving, living her best life. So that's awesome. I think I remember seeing like about Mia on Facebook and yeah. her behind the desk and everything. So that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yep. I definitely remember her story. Um, do you have any other, do you have any funny stories to tell about animals? This was also one that I was kind of, uh, kind of stumped on. Um, so there's a lot of things that happen day to day here that we all think are funny that the public probably won't think is funny. <laughs> um, but the one thing I thought was kind of comical, it, it always is how we, how we market our animals. Um, so we had what's called a cat town. So we have rooms. If you've ever been in the shelter, we have rooms with glass doors, um, that can house like two to three adult sized cats. Um, and at one point we had three senior cats in one room and we would always joke about it and call it the retirement home. Um, so we decided to get them a happy retirement banner and actually throw them a retirement party. Um, we got like little photo booth props, um, you know, the funny ones that like joke about age or like yeah. over the hill stuff. We got cute little photo booth props and we did a cute little party and some Facebook posting and um, they eventually all got adopted pretty quickly after that. So we like to have fun here and joke around. <laughs> I mean, anything that my cat does, I think is hilarious. <laughs> but I think that's awesome. You guys are able to have fun with that and get creative and mm -hmm. get people's attention about the animals and everything. I think that's awesome. It sounds like you have tons of fun doing it. That's awesome. Um, what projects are you or the Humane Society currently working on? Okay, so um, currently we have something going on called our cutest pet photo contest, um, which is something we do every year. Um, you can enter your pet online and then people can vote for your pet. Um, and it's $10 to enter and then $1 per vote. Um, and the winning pet gets their um, picture on the front of our 2022 Humane Society calendar. And then, um, first through 12th place gets individual pictures on each month in the calendar. And then we have um, a collage at the end with all of the participants. And you can also um, make a donation to reserve a day. So I reserve um, my dog Hobson. I have a picture of him um, with bat wings on for Halloween. So I reserve Halloween for his day and put happy Halloween from Hobson. Very excited to use that calendar. Um, but that's on our website if anybody wants to participate. Um, and that's gone through all of April. And so we're going to wrap up that soon and then start designing the calendar, which I also designed the calendar. Awesome. Um, so that's our big fundraiser project right now. 
Um, I would say everything else we're working on. Um, we just had a board member, our board president, donate um, cute, super cute bandanas um, and little buttons. And we have been putting the bandanas on the dogs when they go home. This is a little parting gift and they can have some shelter swag when they leave. So that's a cute project. Um, customer service has been sending me lots of pictures. So we will be posting those on our Facebook page as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I know this has been the future plans of the Humane Society have been talked about for many years. Um, yes. I know you guys want to expand, but do you have any updates on that or how that's going? Yeah, so I don't have anything too specific um, other than we are um, not only expanding, but we are moving. Um, so we have um, property already purchased and secured um, on Highway G. I think it's Prairie Avenue. It's out um, between Janesville and Beloit. So it's in a more central location to the Rock County municipalities that we serve. So it's in a better location. Um, it's 44 acres of land and it's a beautiful like meadow area. There's a stream and there's trees and it's very, very nice. Um, our current spot is is great, but it's like right by train tracks and like a busy arch street and it's it's not the calm like getaway resort we want our pets to, to have. We have like the space for them to run. Like exactly. Like and we'll have like trails um, for them and the volunteers to use and it'll be fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, we are hoping and really, really hoping this time to break ground sometime this May. Um, so just coming up next month, um, of course, we always have to think about um, delay in supplies due to COVID and all of that, but that's our goal. Um, and we're very, very excited to get started on that and to be in our new building. That's awesome. I just can imagine like what else you guys will be able to do then with this bigger facility and exactly. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Well, do you have anything else you want to mention about the main society? Or that we have yeah. Um, I just want to mention that we are definitely still open and still doing adoptions all throughout the pandemic, even if we're by appointment only, which we used to be first come first serve walk in, but we are still here and we're still adopting out pets at, at the same rate and getting in pets at the same rate and every pet needs a forever home. So always just check out our website. If there's anybody you're interested in, just give us a call. We really love to talk about our pets and we love to talk about the shelter. Obviously I could ramble forever in this interview, uh, but we love it here and we want the pets to be able to find the best fit families. Um, so just keep an eye on that website and always be looking to add somebody to your family. That's awesome. And your website is petsgohome.org? Or dot .org, yep. Org. Awesome, yep, petsgohome.org. Well, Hannah, I really, really appreciate you taking time and to talk about the Humane Society. Um, I have my two pets from the Humane Society, so I love that place. and I. Um, but I really appreciate you taking the time. And um, when you're listening to this podcast, we have already kind of launched our Give a Straight Story contest. So I'm very excited to see the response from those. Um, so yeah, thank you, Hannah. Thank you so much, Ashley. Bye.